CornerOfTheGalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, along with Wendy Thomas, and on today's show, we're going to be talking the big moves the LA Galaxy made over the last few days. They shipped off Omar Gonzalez and Juninho and are hot on the trail of a former England international, and the controversy with these moves is enough to fill the entire show. But we're also going to be joined by LA Times sports reporter Kevin Baxter as he gives us the inside scoop in a can't-miss interview. It's dark days just before the beginning of the new year, and the LA Galaxy will only have a couple months to be ready for the CCL. It's a great off-season show, and you can only find it right here on Corner of the Galaxy. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another off-season edition of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Guessman. She is my wonderful co-host and is way smarter than me. Please welcome to the show, Wendy Thomas. We've got a bunch to get to today. We've got Ashley Cole talk. Of course, I know everybody's going to want to get into that. We've got Juninho talk. We've got Omar Gonzalez talk. Those two players no longer with the LA Galaxy. So a bunch to get to, and to help us do that, coming up in the second segment, we're going to be joined by... LA Times reporter Kevin Baxter, so an absolutely packed full show for an off-season show as we like to do. It's why we waited a little bit. So I guess, uh, I guess Wendy, we should we should say Happy New Year to everybody because this will probably be the last show before we uh, we get to a Happy New Year, and then we have to say get the tissues ready because we're going to be talking about two players that are no longer with the LA Galaxy. Maybe one a surprise, maybe one not a surprise, but still a, a lot of movement for the LA Galaxy in the last couple days. Yes. Merry Christmas to all the LA Galaxy fans out there. Your favorite player just got transferred to Liga MX. Yeah. Which one is that? Is that Omar or Juninho? Which one? Juninho is maybe my favorite player on the team. Maybe after Robbie Keane, I would say. He was, I always refer to Juninho as sweet Juninho, the heart. to, To me, he always seems like the beating heart of the LA Galaxy. And now I just wonder, you know, who's going to take his place as that little beating heart of the team. Yeah, it it is interesting. Um, you know, it's surprising. I, I didn't think Junior would go. I thought, and I, I think Wendy, you and I were talking before we even started. We thought that the LA Galaxy had sold Omar Gonzalez in order to clear up some of that money to in order to sign Juninho. I mean, it sort of makes sense. It's one of the pieces that you'd like to keep. But as I think we've talked before. And as people have prognosticated, and as somebody we're going to talk to in the second segment, Kevin Baxter had reported in an earlier article, is that Juninho was uh, apparently tired of playing second fiddle. And if you're a second fiddle guy, then I don't think you want to continue to be 
you know, underneath Steven Gerrard in, in terms of billing or, or underneath Marcel Sarvas or underneath uh, David Beckham, although being underneath David Beckham is a nice thought, even for me, a completely straight person. I, I mean, I'm sure that was me. That probably played a role, although to me, Janino never seemed like a glory hound. Right. Um, he was always always seemed to be so loyal to the team. I'm sure that money had a lot to do with it. Um, I, I had already internalized. I'd mentally prepared uh, for the fact that Omar was going to go on the last show, you and I were talking about it, and I said, you know, I've looked at the numbers. These numbers don't add up. It can't. We can't possibly keep him. This doesn't make sense. You know, there's no feasible way in which we're going to have 28 players and also have Omar at his current salary. Um, but I thought, and you thought, that we were clearing out cap space in order to be able to keep some of the players who were the spine of the team, like Juninho, and to see both of them go in the span of a week, that was a bitter, it was kind of a bittersweet holiday for me right. because it was so great, but at the same time saying goodbye to Juninho and Omar, two players who've been so pivotal for the LA Galaxy and winning us three rings and you know all the memories I think that everyone has, you know, good memories of these two players and it's made all the more... Um, unpleasant by the fact when you think about the prospect of who we're potentially bringing in to replace them. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to get to Ashley Cole. I already teased it and we already, and, and I want to, but I want you to save your anger. Okay. okay? I want everybody, I know LA galaxy fans have been very good at, 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 at shouting and yelling today on Twitter. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't a hundred percent deserved either. If you're, if you're looking at it that way, I just want you to save it for the second segment because I need your input on this. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what the show is going to be, more live uh, live call taking so that way we can have your calls and your opinions about the L.A. Galaxy, all right? So we, we look at Juninho and Juninho going, I mean, just uh, mind-boggling whenever you first see it because you look at when he, he joined the team in, in 2010. Um, you mm-hmm. looked at, at the loans that had to take place, and we thought we might lose Juninho because Sao Paulo wouldn't want to you know, continue his loan. And then, the, and then they buy him eventually, and he becomes this part of the LA Galaxy. But how big a part of the LA Galaxy locker room did he become, Wendy? Because it's my thesis or, or my hypothesis that... You know, he was never a very vocal person, and we talk about him playing second fiddle, or we talk about him being, you know, underappreciated. And to me, it's one of the things is I never felt like his voice was being heard in the locker room, and it's probably because he didn't speak up a bunch. And you look at the position he played where he always had sort of a leader next to him. He always had Marcelo Sarvas, who was out there yelling at people, or you have people like Robbie Keane or even Omar Gonzalez, I think, was more of a leader than Juninho. But you look at the work that he did— and you can't replace that. I mean, it's a step down no matter where you go. We haven't even talked about Omar Gonzalez and trying to replace him, which I think is going to be difficult. But Juninho trying to place, who do you get that is a, that's better than Juninho at that position? Yeah, I think that I might object to your terminology when you say that you consider that he play, wasn't vocal in the locker room or that he was playing second fiddle. Because another way to characterize that would be to say that he was someone who did not insist in the spotlight being focused on him. And a lot of people would say that that's, you know, something that's emblematic of a great team player. And what I loved about the LA Galaxy, for example, in 2014 is, to me, it seemed like the ultimate team. You know, everyone just pulling together to ensure team success. And to me, Janino was the type of player who always was... um, was willing to allow the spotlight to go to David Beckham, right. to Landon Donovan, to Steven Jared, and he made them look good, you know, and that's maybe 
one of the most flattering compliments that you can pay to an athlete is that they make the players that they're playing with seem so much better. And so I don't know if maybe his personality was more subdued than some of the stars that were circulating in his orbit in the galaxy. But, you know, in the firmament of galaxy players, to me, there is, you know, something that's irreplaceable about him. Yeah, we we uh, we don't really know what his salary is going to be at, at Zolos and we at, at Zolos and we didn't really. Uh, tell you even that he got transferred to Club Tijuana. So he is uh, down in Tijuana and TJ. And uh, it was reported, or at least there's estimates out there, that is that his transfer fee was $1.5 million. Now, some people have said they think that that's about half of what it should have been. It should have been closer to the two or three. I actually think for Juninho and the position he was in, that $1.5 million to the LA Galaxy, who will get to acquire a large bunch of that for their allocation money, I think $1.5 million maybe isn't a horrible Number when you look at it, Juninho making $350,000 last year, expected to get a pay raise, uh, probably would have been close to bumping up against that maxed budget salary number that we talk about in Major League Soccer of around $453,000. It's it's right around there. I think it's actually going up this year uh, in 2016, but right around there. So maybe Tam would have come into it to buy down some of that salary. Maybe you would have had to pay Juninho $500,000 or $600,000, and then that would eat you know $300,000 of your, of your Tam away or however you look at that. So the LA Galaxy, though, doing something that Jared Dubois, other co-host, likes to say, which is sell high on Juninho. I do believe they got sort of a peak number for Juninho at this time, going to TJ, $1.5 million transfer fee reportedly. Um, too low? Yeah, and I think that it's a perfectly fine fee. I think particularly with respect to Omar, the report was that they got $750,000. I know some people were speculating that they believe that that was a low number, but you have to take into consideration that in terms of contract negotiations, the sooner the contract is, you know, is to elapsing, the less money you're going to get because the player can always leave on a free transfer once it expires. And and Omar's contract was just about up. I think it was his contract was going to be up in the summer. And so getting $750,000 for a player you only have another six months of seems fair. Well, it does. And also, if you realize the bind that the LA Galaxy were in, now it's something that we speculated about, and I believe that uh, Kevin Baxter, who again will be coming up and is, is going to be a great interview, I'm sure of it, uh, it has also reported is that in order for the LA Galaxy to fit Omar Gonzalez underneath the cap this time, um, again, we get into the max budgeted salary uh, for a player, um, they would have had to use all of the TAM. Yeah. So, so $800,000 plus about the four, $450,000 $450, you look at there, you get to around like $1.2 or $1.3 million, and Omar Gonzalez was short of that as his expected salary was supposed to be around $1.45 million. So he would have had to take a pay cut. Granted, not a huge pay cut, but still a pay cut. And I think Omar, at the end of this contract, was probably looking for a pay raise. Uh, if there was no negotiation here, Wendy, if nothing happened, then the LA Galaxy were going to have to sell him off in order to be underneath the cap. And, you know, if anybody else knows that, which I'm sure the negotiating uh, uh, people over at Bachuca knew that, they also knew that they were sort of getting, you know, a a a an LA Galaxy that was backed into the corner whenever you look at that $750,000 is probably a pretty good steal for them and it's not so horrible for the LA Galaxy because he ends up getting and off their books. And because we were going to have to let go, him go I don't see I told you I can't 
we would have had to spend almost every penny we had in order to keep Omar. And when we also had to say goodbye to Mika, to Todd Donovan, to Edson Buttle, we were saying goodbye to at least a half a dozen players. You know, we had to pull in at least two goalkeepers. Um, there's no way we could have gotten a full roster if that's what we were going to do. So there's just financially, I don't see how it was feasible that we were ever going to keep Omar, which is why like saying goodbye to him when I got, when I heard about the transfer, I was like, oh yeah, okay, so Omar's going, that does right. make some sense. And then on Christmas Eve, getting the news about Juninho, and I was just heartbroken. No, and I understand that. I mean, it's it's tough. Listen, I'm not going to say that I don't get attached to these players. I mean, one of my favorite Ugh. players of all time retired, which makes me feel really old. Landon, no, really? No, no, it wasn't he's, Landon. It wasn't Landon. He's everyone's favorite player, No, Josh. no, no, it was Todd Donovan. Todd oh. Donovan is was, is my favorite LA Galaxy oh. player and, and has come on this show many times and is just a really nice guy, really smart, really understands, you know, the whole thing and, and was very humble about what he did, but, you know, it's you see him retire, you see these guys retire. I mean, we talk about all the people who have departed, Wendy, and if you take their max 2015 guaranteed compensation, I did a little math, so hang on. I know I said there was going to be no math, but just a little bit. Uh, the LA Galaxy so far, if you don't add in any of the players that they've added in, because we don't know what their salaries are, but the LA Galaxy cleared $2.8 million in salary. Now, that doesn't mean that some of those players maybe that got released, like uh, Tommy Meyer, might come back and you know might still sign a contract. And yes, there are some players in here who are making $60,000, but it still adds up to $2.8 million of released salary so far. Um, and so far, they've picked up Dan Kennedy, which, by the way, we need to confirm because the last podcast came out uh, the night before Dan Kennedy's signing was official. So Dan Kennedy, officially with the LA Galaxy, you already knew that, just wanted to state it again, made $233,000 last year uh, sitting on the bench in Dallas. A, a a good pickup, and I think we talked about um, him before because it was almost it was rumored that it was going to happen. So we said Dan Kennedy was probably a pretty solid pickup. But this was before understanding that everything could possibly change in the defense and in the midfield and and everywhere else, and right. the shifting that could possibly happen with just losing Juninho now as the defensive midfielder. Who else is a defensive midfielder on the LA Galaxy right now? Baju Husidic. Almost no one. I mean, Rafa Garcia is right. the only defensive midfielder. That's why I was thinking, like, oh, maybe we'll use some of this great TAM money we just got from the league, maybe some transfer money from Omar's sale, and go out and get ourselves a really great number six. Right. But I guess I'm just insane. Explain, That's what I was expecting. Explain explain the number six, by the way, just in case people don't understand the number okay, system. Okay, so a number six refers to a defensive midfielder. The positions, the numbers, are his, the historical numbers that one would assign to the shirts that a player wears. So a number seven is a forward, a number nine is a center forward, like a target forward like Edson Ball used to be. A number 10 is an attacking midfielder. A number six is a defensive midfielder. A number eight is a central midfielder. And then like the lower numbers, three and four would refer to your uh, center backs. But I mean, so when I say a six, I'm thinking of a Kyle Beckerman. Like that would be your classic, a classic protector right. is a Kyle Beckerman. A classic destroyer would be like uh, Perry Kitchen. Right. And But those are both styles of defensive midfielders that you could have. And I was thinking to myself, gosh, we really don't have a solid defensive midfielder. If Steven Gerrard wants to push forward and be our attacking creative midfielder, then we really need someone who's a solid defensive midfielder, which we don't really have. And the number 10, of course, is your is your creator. Is your Landon Donovan. Your Landon Donovans. Your Giovanni Dos Santos. Giovanni Dos Santos. All right. Yeah. That's why the number 10 made sense in that particular reason. And it's also a reason why, Wendy, I refuse to retire numbers 
in soccer. Yeah, no, that's you really, don't believe it. I don't care. Well, I mean, I, yes, ridiculous. you can't retire the number 10. You can't retire an 8 or a 6 or a 7. Or, you can't yeah. retire those numbers. Ridiculous. No. You can retire a 13 because I don't care about Kobe 13. Jones. Yes, yes, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, I guess a 13. But, you know, that is what it is. Uh, you know, it's it's just interesting. You see all this stuff that happens. Um, I think we sort of said Omar Gonzalez is not a surprise. Juninho, definitely a surprise. Um, just now, it, it, the problem now that we that we lead into, and before we head to break, and uh, we're going to have a great interview with Kevin Baxter coming up. Uh, before we do that, it's just you look at the possibilities for the LA Galaxy, Wendy. You look at what they could have possibly done with this money, and then we sort of shift over to what is rumored to happen with Ashley Cole. And that's, I think, the biggest disappointment thing that's right now is that you, you made these moves to free all that stuff up. You have all this money now. You literally almost have a full salary cap worth of money at $2.8 million. Granted, you know, there's already been some additions there, so that gets a little bit smaller. You have all this, and now you have to come in and you're going to spend all of your TAM plus a max budget. So your TAM plus max, again, that's what we were talking about with Omar Gonzalez. Your targeted allocation money at 800000 your max budget around four hundred fifty gets you to about one point two five. That's sort of where you know it comes in. You're going to have another player for that one point two five, And not to mention, the LA Galaxy corrected a wrong whenever they got rid of Omar Gonzalez, which is they made a designated player a defender. And whenever I say designated player, Wendy, I mean in TAM now, too. I have to add that. Don't ever, this is Josh's opinion, all right? Don't ever, ever, ever sign a defender to a designated player contract and and don't use Tam on a de- on a defender. There are defenders in Major League Soccer. You can find them. You need creativity. That's where you can go overseas and bring in the rest of that. That's what I look forward to. Well, okay. So I actually am going to disagree with you sure. on your premise that you can't ever pay mm, no. a DP size salary to a defender. Portland won the MLS Cup this year paying Liam Ridgewell a DP contract. So I'm not going to say that as a rule that you shouldn't pay a center back as a defender, but you definitely shouldn't pay Ashley Cole that kind of money. If you you could have kept Omar or kept Janino, I would have been willing to keep either of those players in lieu of overpaying for an investment that is... Uh, wildly crazy overvalued by the LA Galaxy. But I know you wanted to say this for the third segment, right? Yes, we're going we're okay, to we're okay, get gonna, to it. Okay, do you want to talk about some of the other rumored players who are contemplating potentially coming to play for the LA Galaxy? Absolutely. You, you, okay. you lay out that list. So there's a couple other players. We're going to save Ashley Cole. There's a couple other players who've been in the news as potential targets um, or the subject of some scrutiny as potential LA Galaxy acquisitions. Uh, one of them is Alan Polito, a 24-year-old striker who has, has played for El Tri, a Mexican national team, and who currently plays for Olympiacos. He had also played for another Greek club, um, Levidiakos. Um, there's rumors that he might come to the LA Galaxy potentially because there was a dispute in the court of arbitration for sport, potentially with Tigres and or Chivas de Guadalajara, um, with respect to them claiming they had third-party rights. Uh, Guadalajara claimed they had purchased 50% of his rights from Tigres, and Tigres had tried to prevent his transfer from Greece. So he might actually be a little bit irritated by Liga MX's uh, somewhat inscrutable third-party transfer, um, you know, ownership rights issue. And so there was some speculation and rumors that he was potentially going to come to the Galaxy. The other player is a Venezuelan 23-year-old midfielder named Carlos Suarez Valdez, 
who is playing for Carabobo Football Club in the Primera Division in Venezuela. And I believe he's played for the youth Venezuelan national teams, but not the full national teams. And so that would be a potential someone coming in. He's actually not. He's more of an attacking midfielder. But that is a potential midfield replacement for someone like Juninho because he's 23 years old. He's from South America. And that's someone who I could envision maybe coming in as like, you know, the same way we brought in Leonardo and Juninho and Marcelo. Um, several years ago. Yeah, and and I do I do caution everybody. We are we are of course going through the uh, the Latino April Fools time as well. So <laughs> I just listen. They love the LA Galaxy every year. They we love get... no, news stories about the LA Galaxy they, are so commonly planted everywhere. They they sell like crazy, and so it's it it it's always a case. Any, yeah, anytime a player in Europe is thinking about the United States, it's always like yeah, he's gonna go play for the Galaxy with TVG. It's like no. We can't really do that. We have three DPs. I don't know what you're talking about. Which is why I would like this Ashley Cole rumor to also be oh, part of that. That'd be so great. you know, it, it it'll all happen, and and that's what it is. Um, you know, another person who could possibly uh, do this, and and Jose's bringing it up in our chat room. I invite everybody to go to the chat room at cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live, uh, talking about Jermaine Jones, and he was rumored to have, or not even rumored. He tweeted out. He said, "I'm headed back to LA." He was flying back to LA. Um, he lives in LA. He lives so in LA. His, yeah, his, he has a house here. His yes. wife is here. So it does not necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean that he's associating. No, that galaxy. doesn't. And also, I mean, the Revs own his rights, and they would make that Galaxy pay a mint in order to pick him up. Yeah, but at the same time, apparently they only offered him twenty percent of what his current contract was. So maybe they have to offload but him. But maybe that, they're the also... Rev, that doesn't mean the Revs wouldn't hold his rights hostage. Though. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that. So anyway, so Jermaine Jones, a possibility, sure, because he lives here. Sure. I mean, those things help i don't want to like completely disregard it those things help they always do um but jermaine jones is probably going to be in new england or he's going to be going somewhere else and for, MX. For a fee. MX. <laughs> of course That's where everyone's going of course aj de la garza also rumored. Oh. oh no i'm just kidding I, I didn't want to say that aj i i, I tweeted out after they they sold uh sold juninho to uh to tijuana i'm saying somebody find aj de la garza and <laughs> handcuffed him Handcuff, handcuff him to his locker, please. Yeah, I know. I was like, we're going to have to desperately, like, you know, grab Kino and AJ and Robbie Rogers and just, like, drag them down. Like, you can't go anywhere. No, no. There's some players. I mean, you know, before it was Juninho, if I would have known, I would have, we could have formed a human chain around him and kept mm-hmm. that from happening. But nonetheless, it uh, it did. Omar Gonzalez to Pachuca, uh, Juninho, Juninho to Zoros down in uh, Tijuana. And we're going to talk about some preseason friendlies that are coming up that will see Juninho return to Step Up Center preseason. So that way we can uh, obviously say our goodbye as well. All right. So what we're going to do, go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. Kevin Baxter from the LA Times is going to join us. Then... After that, Wendy and I are going to be back. And, of course, Ashley Cole still on the docket. Going to take your calls. Going to take your tweets on Ashley Cole. So you're going to want to stick around and do that. All right? Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. And we'll be right back.
recording from COG Studios and not their mom's basement, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Our next guest has been very busy the last couple of weeks, dropping update after update on the LA Galaxy's offseason moves. He wrote an article that talks about the team's interest in Ashley Cole, and it also drops some updates about the fees that LA received for Amber Gonzalez, Juninho. So coming back onto the show, I told you he'd be there. Please welcome back LA Times sports reporter Kevin Baxter. Kevin, thanks for stopping by. Certainly appreciate it. Hey, thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's great. I know you've been busy. I said, uh, I said last show that I'd have you back on. You, of course, keep coming up with some great stuff, uh, talking to the LA Galaxy, following their off-season moves here. We have a, a bunch to get to. I'll start at the beginning. We want to get to Ashley Cole. That's really the hot topic on Twitter and everywhere else right now. But first, we got to talk about Omar Gonzalez leaving, Juninho's leaving. Um, what do we know about Omar Gonzalez and sort of the reason that he ended up in Pachuca? Because if you look at the supposed transfer fee of $750,000, it certainly seems like the LA Galaxy were offloading them. Well, they were getting close. I mean, if Omar had taken the uh, maximum uh, allowed to be paid to someone who's not a DP, which is uh, $457,000, plus the uh, added TAM money of $800,000, if the, if the Galaxy would have maxed out on both those, Omar would have got just a little bit more than his base salary last year, but he would have got about 192000 less than uh, his total salary, which includes bonuses, and, and that's averaged over two years. So I'm really not sure how much of a pay cut it would have been. It would not have been a pay raise, which was probably what Omar was expecting. Bruce Arena had told me in early December that uh, they were trying to renegotiate with Omar, and the only way that it would happen is if Omar took a new contract. Uh, I'm not sure how sincere the Galaxy was in really trying to pursue that because the math was, was pretty complicated. And, and again, the Galaxy would have been totally maxed out and would have had no room to make any other moves. Uh, I think going into the offseason, I, I do know going into the offseason, Bruce Arena told me that they thought they'd have to make one, maybe two transfers to make everything work. And I think people read that as Giassi's artist right. going to the championship in England, which would have been maybe a good short-term move, but not a good long-term move for the Galaxy. So I, I think the fallback plan, or maybe it was plan A all along, uh, one of the plans was to get rid of uh, Omar to transfer him to send him somewhere. And uh, so this was not a huge surprise, nor frankly was Janino. I, I think Janino is going to be, is going to prove uh, to be an important loss. I think people are going to see just how valuable he was this coming season for a lot of different reasons. But I, I talked to his agent on the phone coming home from the Seattle loss in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We were on the, uh, since my plane landed, I got him on the phone from Brazil and we talked and he was pretty open about the fact that Janino wanted to go somewhere else. He loved Bruce Arena. He loved Southern California. He loved the Galaxy, but he just felt like it was time to move on. And his agent mentioned a number of times that Janino didn't think he was getting the recognition or attention he deserved. And I, I took that to mean that, you know, the Galaxy were bringing in the flavor of the month every month with Giovanni Dos Santos and Steven Gerrard. And, right. and uh, Janino just kind of felt like, you know, I, I'm here and no one's paying any attention to me. So, that move didn't surprise me at all. Either. The, the, the location did. I know his agent was looking at some smaller clubs in Europe. Janino's brother plays in China and is having a great career over there. I thought maybe Janino might go there. Right. The fact that Janino was leaving though, wasn't a surprise. Yeah, I think it came as a surprise to a lot of people, including myself, just because I really felt like, yes, Janino was playing second fiddle. But the people he was playing second fiddle to, Kevin, are, are people like Steven Gerrard or David Beckham whenever he first came in, or you know even Marcelo Sarvas. Uh, when you look at all of those things and, and all those places, it's not a horrible 
thing to play second fiddle to those three guys. No, it's not. And, I, and, and Janino's agent made the point repeatedly that Janino was not unhappy, mm-hmm. but he, 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 you know, he's getting a little further on in his career. He's, he's getting to be sort of in the middle age for a soccer player. I think he'd be 27 next season. And I think the, the feeling was just like, when am I going to get, you know, my turn in the spotlight? Um, you're right. He did have to play a little bit second fiddle to David Beckham. And I think Janino, as a young player, looked at that and said, my God, this is great. I'm right. playing with David Beckham and Landon Donovan. I don't think there was a problem there. Um, you know, then he, I think out of respect to his fellow Brazilian, um, Sarvis, Marcelo Sarvis, who had a little more experience than Janino, I think that that was a sign of respect that Janino, uh, felt like he would step away and let Marcelo Sarvis have the spotlight. But, but then, you know, there was supposed to be his time last year. And, and remember, it was at the beginning of the year. Remember, he was the only one that played every game last year for right. the Galaxy. He was the captain when Robbie Keane was gone and, I, and when Robbie Keane was injured. And I, I think Janino felt like, look, I've proven I can do this. And now they're going to bring in Gerard. And now we've got Dos Santos for four years. And, and who's going to come in after this? Maybe it's time for me to move on. And, and you know, he was making good money. He, was, he made uh, over 300000 last year and was probably due a raise. And, you know, I think that the Galaxy looked at that too and said, this might be a guy that will give us a little bit of salary relief if we move him. So right. I, I actually was not surprised to see Janino go. Well, now we have the uh, the words, and you even got the quote from Bruce Arena saying that he'd like to add three or four players to uh, to the roster. I think a lot of people thought, great, we need somebody in midfield and, and probably a central defender if you're really going to spend uh, the money, and you have $800,000 in targeted allocation money available, so that's a huge chunk of money. Maybe you can get one or two players to do that, so you could, you could have that. You have all the allocation or the general allocation money that comes from the sale of Omar Gonzalez and the sale of, uh, of Juninho and those two transfers there. Uh, so why do you think the LA Galaxy, by your reports, and, and I, I think you're the most credible report, quite honestly, because I didn't believe it until I, I saw you write it, Kevin, and I've, I've learned to trust you whenever I see it. Uh, why are the LA Galaxy interested in a 35-year-old Ashley Cole? Well, I, I hope I don't disappoint you on this one, but I can't figure it out either. And, <laughs> and let me step back, first of all, and, and say, you know what, Bruce Arena... I think we can all agree Bruce Arena is about as close to genius as it gets in MLS. He puts a, a competitive team out there every single season, and he does it, you know, seemingly with smoke, smoke and mirrors. You look at the team going into preseason camp or, or at this time of the year, and it doesn't seem to fit. Mm-hmm. And by the time the opening whistle blows, it, it makes sense. And so let's give Bruce the benefit of the doubt. He says he has three or four moves uh, that he's still going to make. So, um, you know, until he makes those moves, I don't think we can really take a – uh, a, a complete look at what the galaxy is going to look like. But to your question about Ashley Cole, you know, when they moved Omar and they moved Juninho and you look at that and you say, okay, there's salary relief. Now they have some money. They can do some things. They have some options. It does seem now that they're going to take all that salary relief and turn around and hand it to a 35 year old Ashley Cole, who's played 14 games, has fallen out of favor in Rome uh, or yeah, with Roma hasn't played since March, played 14 games since coming over uh, from the English premier league. In, in 2014, um, a guy that has you know repeatedly dissed MLS. Let's not forget about that. Right. But oddly, after dissing MLS, uh, his people reached out to Orlando FC at the start of last season about transferring to Orlando. Mm-hmm. So he's had his uh, eyes on MLS for a while. But but it, it doesn't seem to make sense. First of all, he's a left back. He's not a center back. Right. That means he's going to be competing or taking Robbie Rogers' spot. Robbie Rogers is one of the best left backs in MLS. Will they need help with central defense? He's a guy at 35 that probably doesn't have the fitness to run up and down the field as a winger, um, so he doesn't really fit that role. 
Um, you know, he's going to be playing here, as, as Steven Gerrard found out, he's going to be playing in altitude and in heat, and he's going to be taking uh, plane rides through three time zones to play a game. That all is very taxing. So th- this strikes me as being a very odd move. We know that the Galaxy, they love big names. They love guys with deep pedigrees. Um, they're always bringing people like that. And let's not forget Kudasini and some of the others that have come through. Right. So this is sort of the Galaxy's M.O., but but I don't want to say they've gotten lucky because they've done their homework. And so maybe this will work out. But when they brought Robbie Keane over, people are saying, is he done? No, he's not done. Right. You know, um, so, um, you know, let, let's maybe give Bruce a little bit of time to see how this all works out. But you're right. Right now, and if you read social media, uh, the fans are not happy about this. It does seem a very curious move. Now, going back just briefly to um, what you said at the beginning, um, I, when, when I did talk to the Galaxy uh, yesterday, um, I asked about face-to-face meetings that are uh, reportedly happening right. with Ashley Cole this week, and I was I asked Bruce, are you going to meet with him? And Bruce said no. And then I said, is someone else in the organization going to meet with him? And then Bruce said, we're not going to talk about players that are under contract to other teams. And so I, I kind of took that as, you know, yes, there is someone there meeting with him. And uh, at further, my interest was piqued when I mentioned to Bruce that there were reports out there that Ashley Cole was out of contract, that he had actually been released by Roma in, Roma in August, and right. that was a free agent. Uh, Roma would not tell me, would not comment at all. They wouldn't even give me his contract status. So I never could get that settled. But Bruce said he's training in Rome. Right. Uh, training in Italy, which again led me to believe that if Bruce knows where he is and where he's training, that means someone is going there to meet with him. Um, if, if the Galaxy are serious about this, and if Ashley Cole decides not to go back to England and to come to MLS, which he apparently wants to do, I, I think the Galaxy will probably have this wrapped up by the weekend, although they probably won't announce until the first of next week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting timing. You talked in your article about adding a 35-year-old to the other 35-year-olds with Steven Gerrard and, and, and Robbie Keane, and certainly that raises some red flags. Robbie Keane sort of is defying the odds. Uh, he put up bigger numbers than he did the year before. Um, I, I don't know how long we can expect that to happen. Steven Gerrard obviously struggled, as you mentioned there, so adding another 35-year-old certainly is a, a question mark, but we go into positioning, Kevin, and you spelled it out in your article, talking about Ashley Cole coming into left back and then taking one of, as you said, one of the best probably left backs in Major League Soccer and Robbie Rogers, someone who I've pegged for the U.S. men's national team and hopefully will get a call into camp this, uh, this winter here. Um, that would take him over to right back and possibly move A.J. De La Garza into center, which is A.J.'s best position. I mean, is there too much movement going on right now in this L.A. Galaxy team, a team that is going to have to be sharp for CONCACAF Champions League coming up? Yeah, I wonder how that's all going to shape, uh, you know, shake out because Robbie Rogers is left-footed, and so putting him on the right side doesn't really work. I mean, he, he's a professional soccer player. He can kick the ball with both feet, but he's, his strongest side is the left side. So putting him on the right side weakens his play a little bit. Moving A.J. back next to uh, uh, Leonardo, I think, is a really good move, and they have some young center backs that, that they will probably try to bring along this year. But remember, A.J. was really good because he was playing against he was playing next to Omar, his former college roommate, a guy he's played with for nine years now. So um, it, that's not to say he can't have chemistry with Leonardo. It's just I think it's going to take a little time for him to get comfortable. There are some other options, too. Um, you know, maybe Robbie could go back to, to midfield. I don't know that that would be a strongest position, but if he went back there and Dan Gargan stayed on the back line, you know, that might have a, a chance of working out. One thing that I am going to be curious about with seeing the new players come in, mm-hmm. and Bruce did say, 
the back line is going to be fine, and I think we're going to have some more options attacking uh, on the attacking end. And I, I took that to mean we may get some more offensive players in. in. But the loss of Janino, and here's where I think the loss of Janino is really going to be apparent. One of the things that he was really good at is being extremely unselfish, despite the fact we talked about he wanted to be in the spotlight a little bit. And I get that. But on the field, he was extremely unselfish. And with Gerard, that was very important because there were some games when Gerard wanted to run all over the field mm-hmm. and Janino had to sort of hold back and play, uh, you know, a holding midfielder. There were other games where Gerard clearly was just gassed and couldn't, and, and, and you saw it. There were yep. times when it looked like he couldn't move. And then Janino had to be more active and play maybe a, a striking role that he wasn't totally comfortable with. But Janino did that. Gerard is going to be paired with another central midfielder this year. And that person is going to have to have both the ability to do both things and the understanding that, uh, you know, Steven doesn't have it today or Steven does. And so that is going to be a very unique relationship. And it's going to take a very, you know, super uh, ex- extremely rare player to fill that job. Yeah. And I'm, uh, the, uh, no, I was going to say, you know, people have been, you know, prognosticating what that possible lineup could be and even moving Sebastian Legette possibly into the middle and having him play both ways. But the problem with all of the current midfielders that I have, except maybe Rafa Garcia, is that none of them are really defensive-minded. And so you're losing that defensive-minded midfield, that holding central midfielder that Juninho was. And like you said, it's going to be difficult for him to pair with whoever he's got. Right, and and not, you know, if you move Legette or you move uh, even uh, maybe uh, Baggio, Siddick, you know, if you move any of those guys, you've taken them away from what we've decided is their best position. Robbie Rogers is a prime example. He's a, he was a midfielder. He's moved uh, to left back, found his position, moving him back to the midfield. Yes, he can play there. Is that his strongest position? No, or he would have been playing there before. Right. Um, but in addition to finding, uh, moving a midfielder in there to, to, to play, uh, with Steven Gerrard, not only the ability to do both those things, you know, and, and not push forward all the time, but the unselfishness to do it. You do see a lot of players, and this isn't, I'm not talking about just the Gallus, I'm talking about soccer in general. You do see a lot of players when they're forced to do something as the game unfolds, they're forced to do something they're not comfortable with. All of a sudden, the hands go up, the fingers go out. Um, it's like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Don't blame me for getting beat. Right. Um, that is not the Galaxy style. And, and the other thing I was thinking about this earlier today, too, is, well, what if you played, you know, a three-two-three-two? Well, then all of a sudden Ashley Cole has to cover more territory. Is that really what you want? Right. Um, and, and besides, Bruce Arena has, for his entire career, as far as I know, been a very straight four-four-two guy. Right. Um, why would Bruce Arena want at sixty-three with all the success that he's had? Why would he want to try to invent himself? Uh, with an English Premier style team that changes formations, uh, you know, each week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're talking with Kevin Baxter, LA Times sports reporter. You can find him on Twitter at kbaxter11, one of the good follows there. Uh, at least you can harass him on Twitter like I do. Kevin, before I let you go, last question. Uh, everything that you see, everything that you have talked to, everybody you've talked to is sort of pointing at this Ashley Cole thing being uh, pretty much finished, or is there still some wiggle room? Are LA Galaxy fans still going to be on Twitter trying to convince the team not to sign a 35-year-old Ashley Cole? Well, obviously I'm not in the negotiating room, and I don't have any other inside information other than talking to people, a lot of it off the record, and just you know, when, when you report stuff like this, the one, one thing that I always do, and maybe this is wrong, is I'll just say, look, should I follow this? Is this good? Does this have legs? And when I asked that question off the record, um, I was told it's very close to happening. So um, that's what the galaxy thinks. Um, I you know, couldn't get anyone in Rome to talk to me. I don't know what, 
what uh, Ashley Cole's people think. But, you know, it's possible, and he's talked, it's always possible, there are other in- people interested in him. Last year, Crystal Palace was, they're kind of lukewarm now. Austin Villa is very interested in him. That would be a trip home, but a, a, to a team that clearly is going to be relegated. Um, uh, so, you know, maybe Ashley Cole is using this to, to, to up the offer he's going to get from England. And, and when you go back there, with his history of comments about MLS, that makes some sense. But the Galaxy seems very confident that they're very close to making this happen. And there is somebody, I believe, in Italy right now talking to Ashley Cole. And if it is going to happen, um, I'm, I'm sure it'll be done. The Italian transfer window opens Monday, and I'm sure that it'll be done before then. If, in fact, Ashley Cole is serious about coming. Well, it's certainly going to be interesting to watch. We will hang on every word. Please go to LA Times, LATimes.com and read all of Kevin Baxter's wonderful stuff. Again, on Twitter, at KBaxter11. Kevin, as always, thank you for stopping by. Certainly appreciate it. Thanks for the call. All right. That's LA Times reporter Kevin Baxter dropping some serious knowledge in the COG studios. A great call. Doing some great reporting. It's what we want to try to feature on this show every week, and you can guarantee that Kevin... A good friend of the show will be back on very, very soon. So thank you to him. All right, whenever I come back, Wendy and I still have some stuff to talk about. We're going to probably be looking to take your calls as well. Join us in the live chat room. That's always a good time. Cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live to follow this show live. All right. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we will be right back. website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Backlock of Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Kessman, Wendy Thomas with you once again. Looking forward to taking some of your calls. Also, gaining the Twitter and finding some of those great tweets that you guys put out there today. And let me tell you, the LA Galaxy fans are Fired up, Wendy. Good lord, I'm 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 actually a little scared to actually take calls this time. If uh, anybody wants to go ahead and call in, I've given you the number, so you can go ahead and do that, and we'll take your calls as soon as they pop up here. But if you're in favor of bringing Ashley Cole into this team right now, I definitely want to hear from you. So, Jose, I'm calling you out. Definitely call in. <laughs> Tell me why. But we have our first caller in, so let's go to it. Three one zero. 310, thanks for coming or calling into Corner of the Galaxy. Who is this? Hello? All right, and they hung up already. So <laughs> so at Devil. least, you know, the good news is that we at least had a call. I mean, that was that was always nice. All right, let's see if we can go ahead and get them back here, if we can get them out of the end. Who is this? Hey, Brian Jeff. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Doing great. All right, what do you want to say about Ashley Cole? I know this is a hot topic. I know it's been around... Uh, LA Galaxy Twitter all day. So what is what's the deal here? 
Well, first, uh, the hashtags that were going on Twitter were funny, but uh, I think they're all baseless because as of right now, you know, all these are just rumors. You know, they're reports, reports, and, you know, we've heard reports from Cristiano Ronaldo and everywhere else in the world. So, I mean, the reports are just reports, um, especially because other sources as early as I believe today, actually, um, had Cole actually going after to uh, Crystal Palace, something like that. And... You know, he talks about MLS being a bad league. And when, uh, I can actually see him going into the lower tier over there in England. And he'd be fine with that as long as he's over there, his family, his national team, and whatnot. But um, I have a feeling uh, the Galaxy are actually going to be set to bring in a midfielder and as opposed to defense. I, I, right. I can see that Leonardo in the back, AJ. They're going to want to do more of a midfielder, which brought up to the whole uh, the Jermaine Jones thing. But yeah, on the Asti Cole thing, uh, I really, really hope it doesn't happen. Talked about about the league, um, other people that write on him, that write for Italian newspapers, have all came out and said that he collects a paycheck, he sits on a bench, he doesn't play well, he he breathes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 I get it, and I certainly appreciate the call. All right, so uh, you know, I get what he's saying. He's hoping it's not true, and I agree. I hope it's not true. I mean, Wendy, whenever you look at this, I'm not a big fan. Here's here's my thing. All right, I'm. I know I'm gonna rant a little bit, and I'm sorry because this has been building, Wendy. And I told you that I've I've sort of had this issue. Yes, it, rant away. Is that I don't care if this is good for Major League Soccer. I don't care if this makes Major League Soccer look like a retirement league. I care about none of that crap, quite honestly. I'm I'm done with the MLS patriotism. All right, this isn't about the league. This isn't about what it says about the league. What what does Omar Gonzalez and Juninho transferring over to Liga MX say about the league? Oh well, it's a horrible league, and that uh, you know that they needed to get out of here in order to progress. Or is MLS talent up to a certain par that now they're actually participating in their international transfer market, which MLS teams have been doing? So do I care about that? No. What do I care about? What does this mean to the team? And does a thirty-five-year-old left back? have a place on the LA Galaxy right now. And the problem I have is that you have Robbie Rogers on this team. So he can play left back. You have pieces to put in place. And if you're going to look at places of need, Wendy, I'm not exactly rushing out right now to find a center back. Although if I found one, I might plug them in there, but I don't need one right now. What I need is midfielders, midfielders, please. Somebody, Steven Gerrard was not good last year. Where's the backup plan for that? Because that, yeah, that's scary. I, I, mean, I, I agree with you completely. I don't. I don't. Can't fathom why we would get a left back when we have one of the three maybe best left backs in MLS. You know, you could argue maybe Chris Tierney is maybe better on his day, or or uh, Marcel De Jong, maybe Demarcus Beasley. But Robbie Rogers, there's no reason when you look at our squad that you think, yeah, left back. That's what we need. Yeah, and and it drives me crazy that when you're not in a position of need, that you would go out and and do this for Ashley Cole. And again, he hasn't played since March. And I, I said this earlier on Twitter. I was like, hey, you know, he hasn't played. But, you know, Sebastian Legette didn't play. And that's a completely different situation. And I bring it up because it's a completely different situation. He hasn't played since March and only played, I think, 14 games for Roma the whole year because he's old and he's out of it. Yeah, so I my take on this is that I'm opposed to the Los Angeles Galaxy bringing in Ashley Cole. I like how I, I like how not, for, I, <laughs> formal formal you made that. I'm, I'm opposed. Yeah, this is exactly the way I would speak to a court if I was about to present my argument. Okay, so go I'm ahead, gonna, counselor. I'm gonna, yes, counsel. 
Um, I don't mean in any way to diminish a career in England, which was stellar, and someone he played for Arsenal and Chelsea and did those teams proud. However, that being said, I can think of at least five reasons why I am opposed to bringing Ashley Cole to MLS. One, this move would demonstrate to me that the Galaxy are not scouting the way they should be because whatever they're going to pay to Ashley Cole and you speculate that they could be maxing out on TAM, it would constitute a substantial overinvestment relative to his true value as compared to what they could get from a player if they were looking for someone younger in Chile and Costa Rica and Uruguay and somewhere where there is good value to be to be gotten, where where there is less scouting and where we could get like a real prize and that's particularly upsetting when one considers the investment that was this was this is an investment that's potentially being made on the back of selling Omar and Janino right um, who, who who sacrificed so much for this team too this demonstrates to me that the galaxy front office isn't paying attention to what's going on in the league because while teams had invested in aging European stars like the Red Bulls with Thierry Henry or NYCFC this year, they never seem to capitalize well on it, the Galaxy being the notable exception. It doesn't mean that the Galaxy can immutably, are immutable from this right. um, problem, which is an overinvesting in your aging European superstars. All right. Hey, and Wendy, when you look hold, at what hold happened on one second. this year. Hold on one second. We got another call. So 512, are you there? Can you, right. who, who is this? Yeah, this is, uh, this is Riggs. Hey, how's it going? It's great to have you on. Thanks for calling in. Uh, what did you want to say about Ashley Cole? Well, kind of moreover to, I guess, go, go on what you had said. Um, I just, I really don't see where he fits because first of all, we lost a center back. That's somebody we need, we need to replace. We lost our holding midfielder who's going to make up for the fact that Jared can't run anymore. And the reality is we, whether you like Jared or not, you're going to get used to the fact that he's going to play this season. So we need someone to back him up. So why are we going out and getting a left back when we have Robbie Rogers and we have AJ playing on the right? I mean, do you trust AJ in the center with Leonardo? Right. Um, I, I don't really see that, that working out. So the move just, it, it really doesn't make sense. Um, aside from the fact that, you know, he completely disrespected the lead, um, you know, Pretty openly. Rick, Rick, so in do, you, do, do you really care about that ultimately? Are, don't players, aren't any players sort of any time here for the payday? And if we're going to pay him, he's going to play? Or do you worry that, that that goes into his mentality? Um, well, I just think he's, he's a pretty cocky guy. And, uh, I mean, he said stuff going into Roma about how he's going to lead them to another, you know, Scudetto. And um, just the fact that. He didn't have the, the the tact, I guess, when he asked that question. He just immediately was like, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to, to go retire on a beach. Do I care about that? Yeah, I care about that. But at the same time, the guy hasn't played for five months. Right. Is he really going to come in and make a difference? No, no, I think that's a great, great, uh, great insight sort of into what he could possibly do and Riggs thanks for calling certainly appreciate it want to get uh want to keep moving on here and and get to some other things and uh, you know I know I, I know there's some other callers out there and so I'm just waiting for uh for more people to sort of give us their best sort of take on Ashley Cole and then we can also get into some of these tweets but um you know, Wendy, I cut you off, so I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I, don't worry, I'm I'm all over this. I I can do I can hit buttons all over the all over the place without losing my train of thought too much. But I know I cut you off. I think on point number two. Oh right, so yes, yeah, so my three other points. Yes, are three 
it demonstrates to me the galaxy aren't going to play the kids, which is sort of upsetting given how excellent our academy is. When I, when you see all the incredibly bright talent that potentially could be coming through, we could be sending Hobrones just the way New York Red Bulls did this year, the way Houston just did, the way Dallas and Vancouver are. And we are not capitalizing fully on our academy if we're doing that. Um, Four, I think I agree with Riggs. Uh, it is a bit offensive to me as a fan of the LA Galaxy that they would retain someone who said in July of 2014 right. that, quote, I had offers from the USA, but I'm not ready to relax on a beach yet. I've won a lot in my career already, but I don't want to stop. Before I signed at Roma, people were killing me about possibly playing in the USA, saying it's for the money and easy lifestyle. I choose to play in a more demanding place and team, and people still feel the need to moan. How about you just worry about your team, and I'll worry about mine. All right, so 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 going off that, again, I will interrupt you because we have another call, which is a good thing. I'm, I'm okay with interrupting you as long as we have another call. 310, who is this? Hi, it's Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel. How's it going today? It's going well. It's going well. All right, well, what, what did you... Partially well, you know. Yeah, I was going to say. So what do you want to say about Ashley Cole? Well, I, I agree with some of the other people that was saying, basically, they're not... Uh, they're not, they're not going to be totally crazy, you know, about it going on. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is the, the amount of cap space that's going to be used up. Right, right, because that's a lot. Use, if he has to use both the TAM, you know, and the max salary, that's going to limit the Galaxy's ability to shore up other areas. Yeah, no, you know what? It is, it is a great, great point. And if you're looking at this from the economics, uh, Gabriel, it doesn't make a lot of sense because the LA Galaxy just cleared up all this room. And now they're coming in here, and they're going to spend it all on a 35-year-old. I mean, it's can't can't. I I don't know. For me, I want a younger player if we're going to spend all that money. Totally. And I mean, did you did you agree with Kevin Baxter when he said that Bruce is unwilling to stray from a 4-4-2? Yeah, it seems like the midfield wasn't working last year. Yeah, I mean, well, we've seen Bruce stray a little bit, and he's he's gone a diamond. Wendy, we've seen him play a little bit of a diamond, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, Diamond in 2014, and actually the first 25 games of last year he played at least, he played a handful of different um, uh, formations, but it is true that Bruce is renowned for loving the 4-4-2. Yeah, so Gabriel, thanks for the call. All right, 626, who's this? Kylo Ren. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm sure about that. I know how it goes. What did you want to say? About Cashley Cole? Yeah, what do you, we'll, what we'll do you think? All right. Yep. I mean, look at it this way, you know, I mean, whether we get mad at times or not, whether they sign him, they're going to sign him regardless. They, they, let's just say they sign him, right? Uh, right. What can we do? Nothing. Right. Got to live it up, you know what I mean? No, for no. For some reason, Bruce and Klein have a hard-on for these English folks. Look at the bright side. This guy can't come into our league saying he's tired because he hasn't played for, how long is it, like five months already, six months? Yeah, five months, six months. It'll probably be even longer yeah. by the time the, the season starts. You can't say that he wasn't rested. It's not going to be like Steven Gerrard, right? Exactly. Well, now, the other one is, this guy has experience. Yes, he does. Can he hold up with our league? We don't know. I mean, we can't judge this guy saying, you know, he's out here and choke. I mean, let's, let him wa- let's watch him play first. That's if he signs. We're making this a bigger deal than it should be. This guy's not even signed yet. Yeah, it, Let's get mad or whatever until the day they announce him signing. Well, I doubt that it'll happen, but, you know, he has, what is it, three options, right, the, for teams that are trying to sign him? Absolutely, and the LA Galaxy seem to be in the driver's seat, at least according to to, uh, to the reports and Kevin Baxter. And, yes, it's all rumor and it's all conjecture. Kevin's pretty plugged in. 
I would hate to say that it's not going to happen whenever Kevin has reported it, but you're right. It certainly is. And and to be honest with you, there's there's a hashtag that's going around, and I'm going to read some tweets from that. But do you would you want Bruce Arena bowing to the to the fans if they were this upset, or do you want Bruce to make the best decision he thinks for the club? At the end of the day, it's for the club. You know what I mean? Yep. In the good sense and the bad sense, we have to support the team. You know, the first remember Robbie Rogers. He hadn't played in how many years? Yep, yep. He thought that first. He was terrible. Look at him now. He's a star player. Look at Leonardo. You know, exactly. You know, a few people talked to uh, to uh, Rogers on the side and look at him. What happened after? This guy's playing great. See, you know what I mean. Bruce knows. He knows what it is. I mean, there's something. I mean, there's a reason why none of us are coaches and Bruce is. <laughs> he has that eye for talent. Absolutely, I 100% agree that that all of this rests with Bruce. I certainly appreciate the call. It was a great call. I, I'm glad we got a little bit of the other side of of Ashley Cole there, Wendy. Before we go, you know, completely crazy on all. Yeah, of this. and he's absolutely right. It's not a done deal yet. We shouldn't count our chickens before they're hatched. I think that a lot of fans are just reacting because it seems like a shocking, even precious proposition. Um, but he's he's right. Yeah, we don't know this. I mean, Aston Villa could sign him. He could go to the championship, Crystal or he Palace, could just retire. Or he could just retire. I I vote for retire, Ashley Cole. Yeah, why doesn't he just retire, Ashley? And if you're listening, Ashley, please feel free to call in. We can discuss all this stuff. And uh, sure, and, and, I'm sure he's listening <laughs> right sure, now. I'm sure he is. Absolutely. Or Bruce, if you're listening, Bruce, it's come five a.m. in England, by the way. <laughs> he's up. He's up because he's that kind of guy. He's up and he's ready to go. Uh, quite honestly, I, again, interrupted you. So I think you you have like my one, final point. Yes, my final, final point, point yes. is this: what makes me excited about the LA Galaxy is when it does something that's really groundbreaking for the league and for the country, for the world of soccer, much more so than signing aging European players who perform to varying degrees. Right. Um, the Galaxy historically has pushed, you know, has been ambitious. Like last year, remember we. Um, We launched a high school education program at the StubHub Center, which is the first of its kind in MLS uh, or the country, which created a student athlete learning program. And, you know, you're thinking to yourself, wow, so students, they can go to school and then they can also play with the first team and study at the academy. And that makes you think to yourself about how ambitious the galaxy is being and how they're trying to push the outer limits of what our league can be. And doing something like this, signing Ashley Cole, a 35 left back who denigrated the league, who has made you know a mockery of our team and made clear that he believes that it's just equivalent to playing on the beach. It seems like such a retrograde, such a step backwards as opposed to a step forwards. And so I like to think that the LA Galaxy is a forward-thinking team, and this just makes me believe that it's anything but it is interesting. All right. I, I will certainly say it's interesting because you, we sit here and we're, we're in judgment of a player that hasn't signed. We're in a judgment of a player yes, who yes. we haven't <laughs> seen play with the I've LA Galaxy. Yeah, I've seen him not, play. Not, not very I've much. Not very much. Most of, most of the highlights come yeah. from that exhibition game versus Liverpool at Fenway Park. So uh, I, I get it. I get the fact that we've been burned by somebody like Carlo Cudicini, who also hadn't played, but come on, he's in the Premier League as a backup. He'll be fine. Uh, you look at Bruce's tendency to get the aging veteran, veteran, veteran and, players, and he's he's made it work sometimes. And so you you have to say, ultimately, it's Bruce. I would be so upset if if Bruce Arena or the front office saw the tweets that were coming out and said, "Oh my God, we we can't sign Ashley Cole because you know the fans really won't like it." That type of thing. I would be I, okay with it. To I, me, it would suggest that the galaxy is capable of recognizing when they've made a mistake and, and adapting to the circumstances. So I actually would be okay with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, that means that you know they're open to the whims of uh, of you the know, whims or the judgment, depending on whether you you know pay uh, attention to what other people are saying and are willing to absorb criticism. I don't think that listening to the fans is such a terrible idea if you take that maybe the, the fans collectively have some wisdom. I mean, if you want to dismiss the fans entirely, that's a decision the front office can make, and Bruce has the discretion to do so. But do I agree that they shouldn't listen to the fans? No, I don't. I, I think that whenever it comes to player personnel, if the LA Galaxy were listening to the fans, we'd have an issue. I, I think that that's a problem. I don't think, and granted, I think there are some people, and yourself included, Wendy, who are probably more qualified to make some decisions in some <laughs> areas than maybe some of the coaching staff. But at the same time, if you're a coaching staff, you can't be reading the newspapers, you can't be paying attention to Twitter, and if you're going to follow or even pay any attention to the fact that, the, uh, that, that fans are upset at a possible signing, then you can't. I don't believe you can govern properly as GM and and head coach as Bruce Arena does. And by the way, I'm certainly not worried that Bruce Arena is reading. I am not worried about that either. If there's one thing that Bruce can never be accused of is not having confidence. Yep. And so uh, what we're what we're going to do now is go through some of these tweets. I thought some of them were really good. Oh, please! I the tweets today were. Or priceless. They they were they were pretty good. One of my favorites. So so the hashtag is things I want more than Ashley Cole. And uh, our our friend Carlos on Twitter actually started this and then watched it explode. You know how it is. Every once in a while you throw out a hashtag, you think it's cool, and next thing you know, uh, like Mike McGeefax, uh, which I created, uh, Mike McGeefax, it just blows up and you don't know what happens. Right? It's one of those things and it happens. So uh, I don't even know how many what this thread is anymore, Wendy, because quite honestly, my search column on Twitter right now is so large with things. I want more than Ashley Cole. It got picked up by Italian media. Um, yeah, so read some good ones, though. There okay. were so many good ones. Okay, so remember, all of these are things I want more than Ashley Cole, and one of them was, and one of my favorite ones so far was, another Kardashian. <laughs> all right, another Kardashian is something that I want more than Ashley Cole. Uh, let's see. Who, what else? Uh, uh, da, da, da. I have to scroll through these as I'm going, and of course, you know, there's like a bunch of repeats and... And all that, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, Mauricio Cienfuegos returning from retirement. Things I want more than Ashley Cole. Uh, Leonardo. Things I want more than Ashley Cole, which I kind of like. That was. I like a Wando's Artist Strike Partnership. <laughs> okay, that's yep. Things <laughs> I, I want. I like um, Hat Trick Rick. Hat Trick Rick. Okay, yes, Hat Trick Rick. Brad Friedel's accent. Brad Friedel's accent is always a good one. I thought uh, Kyle Martino returning to the LA Galaxy is something I want more than Ashley Cole. I like a Siggy Schmidt Seattle Sounders bikini calendar. Oh, that's just a horrible thing to, uh, <laughs> to, to even think about. A Summer World Cup in Qatar. A Summer World Cup. That's, uh, yeah, well, you know, that, that is what it is. I like Seth that. Seth Blatter back in office. Yep, yep. Uh, Cudicini plus Ricketts Love Child. Uh, things I want more <laughs> than Ashley Cole. Uh, turf at the StubHub Center. Yes, Turf at the StubHub Center. I got that one. That was a good one. I like that. Uh, artificial Turf was a big one there. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other funny ones that I've seen, but they're clearly things I want more than Ashley Cole. Search that hashtag and enjoy yourself because it's great. <laughs> um, a lot of fun, a, a lot of good stuff, some creativity there. I like it. I like it when you guys get fired up, quite honestly. I don't care who's reading it. And quite honestly, I guarantee you people at the LA Galaxy are reading it. Probably not the people that you 
want to have want to read, it. Yeah. yeah, Bruce, Bruce read, isn't reading it. Bruce no. isn't reading it, but I'm sure that some of the people over there in the social media team had a good day laughing at some of the stuff that you guys had, and uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. All right, uh, I wanted to get to a couple more things before we get out of here. If there's any last calls, this is your chance now to go ahead and get them in before we uh, wrap everything up. The LA Galaxy did announce two more preseason games. I think we've alluded to some of them hosting the Jolos at StubHub Center on February 9th at 7 p.m. That's going to be a good one, and they're going to travel to Las Vegas to host San Jose on February 13th at 7 p.m. Valentine's Day weekend. I'm sure that is a great romantic getaway. Yeah, and you guys, Zolo's coming to the StubHub Center. The Zolo's, you know, that is the club that Juninho joined, so that would be maybe our last opportunity to say goodbye to him. You know, if you want to say goodbye to Juninho, go show up to the StubHub Center and show your respect, then that would be the night to do it. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, I would expect, if nobody has put out this yet, I would expect that there would be a chant in the 19th minute in, in honor of Juninho. And for a friendly, Wendy, it's sort of the perfect situation to be able to say adios to uh, to, to Juninho, or abrigado, as they say in Brazil, uh, to, to Juninho, uh, you know, and sort of give him a tip of the hat. I know for me, uh, being able to possibly talk to him after the game will be huge. Um, you know, it'll be a chance sort of to talk to them because Omar Gonzalez, Juninho are both getting ready for the start of the uh, Liga MX season, um, you know, coming up, I think, in just I think maybe at the end of next week. I mean, they're really close. So trying to get any exit interviews, um, you know, is 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 was difficult. So I did try to get some of that. Uh, nobody's really talking right now. We'll see if we can keep working on that and eventually get Omar and Juninho on to say goodbye, as we always like to do. And Juninho is uh, is a great guy. Omar Gonzalez, uh, both of those guys will be missed. Um, so it'll be sort of fun to do. But anyway, that's been some great stuff. All right, we got one more call. This is going to be our last call. Six two six. Who's this? It's me, Calorant. How's it going, man? What's up? Am I live right now or not? What was that? Am I live right now or not? Yeah, you're yeah, live, you're live. Hey, turn up. Anyway, <laughs> I was trying to say it, right? Yep. Um, it's Mingo, by the way. Yeah, yeah I know. I saw, you, I saw you on Twitter, man. I was like, hurry up and call in. Okay, well, you should go back on Periscope. Periscope's better. But anyway, straight to the point. If this deal does happen, you know what I mean? Like, people make fun of our league, you know, like saying, oh, we're signing all these. You know, it's a league for retirement and all that nonsense. Right. Well, of course, of course, we're gonna we're gonna get stuck with players like that because the Galaxy is the only one trying to make those kind of moves. Okay. You know what I mean? Look at teams like San Jose, Colorado. Who who have they signed? Exactly. No one. You know what I mean? It's just like, unfortunately, we're the ones that actually think outside of the box. You know, thank thank God for Bruce. I mean, right now he's not being too good, but hey. But hey, if the whole league as a whole tries to sign big name players, you know, start dropping money once in you raise that cap or whatever. Right. It's a better league. I mean, the league is good. It's the, good. The, the league is a lot better. It's been, and, and it's come a long way. Listen, I don't hate this deal because they're going after somebody like Ashley Cole. I just don't think he's a good fit for the LA Galaxy right now. That, that, now, granted, hey, man, how many times have I been wrong? I've been wrong all the time. You've, you've seen it. You've called me out on a bunch of this stuff, all right? I said Charlie Rugg was, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Charlie Rugg was going to be rookie of the year. I actually said that. All right, Charlie Rugg hasn't seen a you know a soccer field in the last couple months, so I mean that's that's sort of the way it goes. But we could all be wrong about this. The problem is, I would like almost. I guess I expect more from Bruce Arena. I want him to be more ambitious, as as Wendy says. And I think that thirty five year old Ashley Cole, who hasn't been playing at Roma, uh, maybe won't be the best choice in, in, in this particular. Uh, team, but it's certainly something we're going to see. You're going to be out there, obviously, for the preseason games versus Jolos, um, and you're going to be there. Are you going to travel to Las Vegas, Mingo? 
Uh, uh, maybe we'll see. It's, it, I, I don't know about Vegas. I, it, it might be fun. It, it, I don't know. There's apparently it's a under ten thousand stadium, so uh, tickets might actually get scarce because it's a place that the LA Galaxy don't play too much. But anyway, man. Hey, I appreciate the call. We'll talk to you uh, next time. All right. Anyways, let's try to push uh, CCL right now since you're alive right now. Push it out right now. CCL for the Chiefs. Anyone's invited. Round trips. A lot of us are flying to Monterrey from Tijuana. Round trips are 110 bucks. That's see. That's, that's a good. Super cheap. That's a good Jump one. Jump on it. All right. Follow us on Twitter. Give me a shout out right there. And boom, hop on. <laughs> we went to Trinidad, Guatemala. It was fun. See, hop on this and help us out. And we have seen Mingo on there, so definitely do that. CCL trips. Uh, definitely get down there. Uh, this it's going to be crazy. There's no time remaining here, Wendy, for the LA Galaxy. They got to start putting pieces together like two months. Uh, a little more than two months, the LA Galaxy have to be playing in a CONCACAF Champions League game at StubHub Center and then traveling down to Santos Laguna. It's going to be crazy, and I don't, I don't know what to expect right now. I don't know. I mean, I will say that this offseason is absolutely agonizing. If this is what it feels like to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, I never want to go out this early again because I feel like I've been in the offseason for years. Yes. I can't. I, I'm, I'm dying for the season to start. I cannot stand not having games to go see. Hey, we certainly appreciate everybody calling in. I know that's a, a sort of a new format for us. Remember, you can find all of our shows live. Cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live. It's a dedicated page to all of all of this live broadcasting that we're doing and we'll be doing throughout uh, 2016 as we turn the new year here just coming up in a couple days. So uh, anything else, Wendy, you want to talk about uh, before we get out of here or uh, are you good? We believe in Bruce. We, 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 we hopefully we believe in Bruce. All right, Wendy, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bards Blonde, and uh, I'm writing for American uh, Soccer Now and Corner of the Galaxy. There you go, and does a great job over at Corner of the Galaxy. If you're looking for me on Twitter, at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. Of course, at Galaxy Podcast is where you can find the show on Twitter. Cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our writing, all of our podcasts, all that fun stuff. So from everybody here at Corner of the Galaxy, we want to wish you a very happy and safe New Year. Please be safe out there. Be careful. Have a good time. The season is literally just around the corner and player signings will be happening shortly so check it out here uh for wendy thomas i'm josh guessman for everybody who's calling in thanks so much you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye.